Greetings and good health. I am Dr. Jerrica Sarko, a pediatric and family wellness chiropractor. This is your Lifeline to Vitality, where we discuss ways to cultivate family wellness. Hello and welcome back to another edition of your Lifeline to Vitality. Today, let's answer the question, does Dove deliver? A new line of Dove products is making claims to nourish a baby's microbiome. This claim should bring up some questions as a consumer. I feel a lot of times companies will glob on to the newest health buzzwords that are circulating through the culture at the time to sell a product. Whether it's organic smart water, gluten-free eggs, or non-GMO toilet paper, salespeople learned ages ago that science sells, so labels and ads often use scientific terms, quoting the Harvard Medical School. I'm not saying that the words and concepts themselves, such as organic, gluten-free, and non-GMO, are not beneficial health choices, but they need to be scrutinized properly if they are to be considered a viable addition to the product they are attached to. I think it's important to research any and all health claims that are touted by a company who sometimes is more interested in the bottom line than the health outcomes of their products. So before delving into if these Dove products work and how, let's unpack some terminology. What is a microbiome? On your skin and in your body live trillions of different bacteria, fungi, parasites, and viruses. Now before you go and run for the nearest hand sanitizer or antibiotic, Realize that these germs co- coexist with us in a healthy symbiotic relationship. Half of the cells that are found in and on you are not your cells at all, but are in fact thousands of different microorganism species. When we break down the word microbiome, we see that micro means small or minute, and biome means a major ecological community, such as a rainforest, grassland, or desert. Just how a tropical rainforest is made up of thousands of different organisms working in harmony with each other to ultimately benefit the whole environment, your own human cells form an ecological community with different bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites to benefit the human body. New scientific research is now labeling the microbiome as a supporting organ of your body. The research is showing how the microbiome supports and promotes a lot of our human functions, such as digestion and immunity. What I find most fascinating about the microbiome is that the microorganisms that make up the microbiome are completely unique for each person. Your microbiome is different than my microbiome, similar to how your fingerprint is unique to you alone. The external microbiome is first initiated during our delivery as we travel through the birth canal, and then the internal microbiome is first established through the drinking of our mother's breast milk. This first exposure is completely dependent on the microbiome found in your mother. As we develop, so does our microbiome develop through different positive or negative environmental, dietary, and stress responses. The microbiome consists of both potentially harmful microorganisms and helpful microorganisms. A higher population of the bad can lead to negative effects of sickness and susceptibility to disease processes. In a healthy or balanced microbiome, a symbiotic relationship occurs between all the good and bad microbiota and health can be maintained. 
The scale can be tipped in the negative, though, through different poor dietary choices, compromised immunity, stress, antibiotic overuse, and other over-sterilization procedures. Ways to promote a healthy microbiome is to eat and consume probiotic and prebiotic-rich foods, beneficial stress coping mechanisms, and decreasing the use of general antimicrobial products, to name just a few. The details surrounding the microbiome is new, but the overall conversation of nurture, nature, environmental, hereditary, or soil seed when it comes to health and disease is not. Nurturing the soil of the environment might be a newly accepted concept of the mainstream medical community, but it is nothing new to chiropractic. Quoting Dr. B.J. Palmer, While other professions are concerned with changing the environment to suit the weakened body, chiropractic is concerned with strengthening the body to suit the environment. Before answering what a prebiotic is, it would actually be better to define what a probiotic is. A probiotic is a microorganism, usually either a bacteria or yeast, that is beneficial for the body and its microbiome. These good microorganisms help maintain and improve the other good microorganisms in the body. The greater ratio of good to bad bacterium help keep the proper balance of the microbiome. This healthy balance comes down to real estate. If the good bacteria are in higher numbers, they will take up more space on the skin and in the digestive tract, thus preventing the bad bacteria from overpopulating. For example, let's say you take an antibiotic one day when you feel sick. Antibiotics are designed to kill any and all bacteria they come across by disrupting their cell wall and DNA structure. As of yet, there is no such thing as a probiotic-sparing antibiotic. So as the antibiotic passes through your digestive tract, a large percentage of the bacteria, both the good and the bad, get wiped out. This now creates a two-pronged problem. The majority of the more aggressive bad bacteria have started to create an immunity to the antibiotics. They have learned through their fast reproduction rate to strengthen their cell walls so the antibiotics can't penetrate them. So as the antibiotic passes through the digestive tract, killing off their bacterial real estate competition, they survive unscathed. They now have more space to repopulate and spread their domain. This throws off the normal balance and can create not just illness, but disease. I will expand on this further in another podcast in the future, but a majority of illnesses we take antibiotics for are actually viral in nature. Antibiotics don't affect viruses at all. So what is a prebiotic? Prebiotics are the nutrients for the bacteria of the microbiome. Prebiotics are usually high in fiber and act as food for the human microflora. Foods that are high in prebiotics include oats, barley, onions, garlic, and asparagus. Prebiotics help improve the balance of the microbiome by keeping the good bacteria fed, alive, and healthy. Does the lotion and body wash from Dove actually nourish a baby's prebiotic skin? When we define the word nourish, we see that it means to maintain, support, and feed. The old adage of, you are what you eat, can also be said of your skin. Nourishing or feeding your skin the right ingredients will determine the wellness of your skin. So let's look at the ingredients found in the lotion and body wash to see exactly what is feeding your skin in these products. 
A red flag for me right out the gate is that Dove states that the ingredients are made with 100% skin natural nutrients to help delicate baby skin retain its natural moisture. The phrase skin natural nutrients has an asterisk attached to it that reads, our nutrients are identical to those found naturally in the skin. So their ingredients are identical to those naturally found, but aren't actually naturally found on the skin. This is a tricky way that companies can tout that their product is natural when in fact they are really artificial or synthetic. I am not claiming to be an expert in chemistry, beauty products, or anything like that, but I do think it is important to research the products you use and the ingredients that make them up, whether you clean with them, ingest them, or place them on your skin. When looking at the ingredient list on the back of any product, the ingredients are listed in order of predominance. This means the ingredients used in the greatest amount are listed first, with the following ingredients found in descending amounts. My plan is just to highlight the ingredients of each product that are questionable or have been deemed unsafe, harmful, or toxic. The tip-to-toe body wash contains 21 ingredients. After the usual first ingredient of water, the words get more confusing and harder to read. The third ingredient in... Coco Amido Propol Betanine raises my first objection. Coco Amido Propol Betanine is derived from coconuts. Isolated by itself, though, it can cause irritation to the skin and eyes. It has also been associated with irritation and allergic contact dermatitis. So the third most predominant ingredient can actually irritate your skin. That seems counterintuitive to me. The next harmful ingredient is polyacrylate 33. Polyacrylate is an absorbent and emulsion stabilizer. This chemical is classified as expected to be toxic or harmful by the Environmental Canadia Domestic Substance List. Next up is phenooxyethanol. Phenooxyethanol is a germicidal, meaning it kills germs such as bacteria. And just like antibiotics, it does it in a very nondescript manner. It doesn't have any real predetermination as to what is labeled a good or bad bacteria. It just disrupts and kills all bacteria. This again is a counterintuitive process at play. Are we to nourish or nullify the skin? Another very concerning ingredient is fragrance or perfume. The word fragrance or perfume on the product label represents an undisclosed mixture of various scent chemicals and ingredients used as fragrance, such as diethyl phylalate. Fragrant mixes have been associated with allergies, dermatitis, respiratory distress, and potential effects on the reproductive system. It is also a known human immune system toxicant or allergen. The last but not least unsafe ingredient is titanium dioxide. Titanium dioxide is an inorganic compound used in a range of body care products such as sunscreens and makeup. It doesn't penetrate through the skin easily, but inhalation is a concern. It is a possible human carcinogen if inhaled. Now onto the lotion. The lotion shares some of the same harmful chemicals found in the wash, such as phenooxyethanol, fragrance, and titanium dioxide. It also brings to the table its own array of toxic substances. The third ingredient found in the lotion is petrolatum. Petrolatum 
commonly known by the name petroleum jelly, is a byproduct of the oil refining process. Yes, the same oil that goes into your car as gasoline. Petroleum was first originally found coating the bottom of oil rigs in the mid-1800s. It is often used in lotions and moisturizers because it creates a waterproof barrier between the skin and the environment. Unintended obstacles arise due to the barrier, though. The barrier blocks pores, creates collagen breakdown, and can lock in metabolic waste and unwanted bacteria. This, in turn, can overheat the skin, create inflammation, and increase the risk of rashes and eczema. When we think of a breathable organ, we usually just think about our lungs, but our skin breathes as well. The skin needs to breathe because it is our greatest transmitter of heat. Petroleum, in a sense, chokes the skin and prevents it from breathing. Petroleum also contains hydrocarbons. Hydrocarbons are found in all petroleum and natural gas products and cannot be metabolized by the body. Hydrocarbons contaminate the body and can create hormonal, allergic, and autoimmune problems. This highlights another point of contention. Dove claims that 100% of its nutrients used in their products are identical to those found on the skin. Hydrocarbons are not naturally found on the skin since they are something that is not metabolized or created as a byproduct of metabolism. I guess they could be naturally found on the skin if you worked on an oil field, but I don't know that many infants who consider themselves roughnecks. Next up in the questionable ingredient department is dimethylcone. Dimethylcone is a silicone-based polymer or oil and is synthetically made. It produces a waterproof barrier similar to petroleum jelly. Because of its similarity to petroleum jelly, dimethylcone creates some of the same negative outcomes. It is also non-biodegradable, which means that living organisms such as bacteria cannot eat it and break it down. So how does this ingredient nourish a baby's prebiotic for the bacteria if the bacteria can't eat it in the first place? Rounding out the harmful chemical list is isopropyl isoterate and triethanolamine. Both are classified as known skin irritants if used in high doses or used on sensitive skin. Babies are known to have more sensitive skin compared to the general population, Because of this fact, any dosage of any product, especially one that is known to be an irritant to the skin, should be questioned. Again and again, I see hypocritical underpinnings with the ingredients found in the body wash and lotion. From Dove's own website, they try and answer the question, how can a body wash help care for your skin microbiome? And their answer? Two words, gentle cleansing. Because being gentle to the microbiome starts with being gentle to the skin. That means using products that respect the skin's pH and its microbiome while you wash. We've got you covered. All Dove body washes are formulated with 100% gentle, sulfate-free cleansers and are mild to skin pH as water. So you'll get beautifully nourished soft skin while respecting your skin's microbiome. So does Dove deliver on its claims? In my opinion, it does not. I fail to see how either the wash or lotion can nourish the microbiome in any way, shape, or form with all the illogical ingredients I presented. 
For my research, I didn't find ingredients that maintained, supported, and fed the skin, but rather ingredients that irritated, inflamed, and destroyed the skin. Putting in flowery words and phrases such as gentle and respecting your skin doesn't negate the fact that some of the ingredients in these products actually agitate and disrespect the skin. I want to conclude by saying that it's not my goal to shame or badmouth anyone if they are using these products or similar products on your children. My job is not to tell you what type of body wash or lotion you should be using as a parent on your child. How you maintain, support, and feed your child's skin, body, mind, and soul is your business. My intention, though, is to provide information on topics that can affect health outcomes in either positive or negative ways. Healthy choices are important, but only when you know exactly what you are choosing. Thank you for listening. For even more information on how chiropractic can benefit you and your family, please check out my website, ohiospecific.com. That's O-H-I-O-S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C dot com. Until next time, remember to keep your head cool, feet warm, and your mind busy. 